Yeah. But I forgot that I watched Tell It Like a Woman. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. We want to. Yeah. Give me a, give me a brief synopsis. Okay. So Tell It Like a Woman. It was my last Oscar marathon movie that I watched, and it was you ended only it with nominated a whimper. For yeah, <laughs> it was only nominated for um, best song, which was applause by Diane Warren. Which is like the most, like the most Oscar Beatty type song. Like yeah. if you listen to the lyrics and like everything, it is, it's <laughs> well, ridiculous. Well, it we listened to like it. It was on the stream. It was on like the live performance, and like she did not look yeah. like she wanted to be there. No, yeah, <laughs> she did not. And I remember look the the chick who was singing was like. 14-time Academy Award nominated Diane Warren, everybody. 14 times nominated. Still hasn't won. (laughs) Maybe tonight's the night. Nope. Yeah. But, okay, so in short, the movie is, it's it's an anthology. It's seven Uh short films. But there's, like, no connecting theme or anything other than they're about women. And they're, like, made by women. But as far, like, they could have just been seven short films. Like, the, the... putting them together in a feature film makes like they're usually if you do like an anthology they kind of have like a through line a, a similar yeah. theme or something like that this is just this is just ladies it's just ladies in them it's just it's just ladies being gals being ladies okay. or whatever and i would say probably it starts off with the worst shit there was one short where i was like man if this if i saw this by itself it would be very forgettable and nothing but it was like the shining beacon of like this is okay (laughs) but everything else was fucking garbage uh yeah probably like definitely the worst movie of last year probably one of one of the worst movies i've seen in (laughs) recent years was it just like Um, like milk toast like 2016 era like feminism type stuff where yeah kind of so the first two were actually based on real women and they end with like, they show like the real person and they're like, this uh, is what happened to them after this. And the first one's like this chick who's in prison and she's schizophrenic. And um, so you see her like the the voice that talks to her. It's, it's her also. Yeah. But like you see the voice of her like talking to her. And then like she goes to um, this psyche, this psychiatric ward or whatever and she gets help and it's like and and the thing ends with like and she was cured of her of her schizophrenia and i was like that's bullshit that, that's and not really it, how that works like, <laughs> but then i was like this is her now and she's like an old lady and she's like works in some like activism she's thingies so it's like she's so just she like did she's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i don't so i'm like okay so you can she is cured i'm i'm really confused yeah and then this and then the next one was about this this lady who like helps homeless people i'm not sure exactly but it's uh marcia gay harden and some other chick and they're like they go up on this building and there's this like homeless chick there played by cara delavine uh, and oh. she just has like late is this she's got all this fucking dirty food and shit all around her and she's wearing like layers and layers of clothes and the entire short <laughs> is they go up there and god damn it's like five minutes of them just like using scissors to like cut these layers of clothes <laughs> off her and man it makes you feel really icky 
which is probably like the intent. Like yeah. you feel so gross watching this. Oh, I <laughs> like to see Cara Delevingne as like the monster, <clears throat> the 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 guy behind Winkies and Mulholland Drive. Like she, <laughs> yeah, she's got like pretty much the huge ghillie suit type thing on, just looks crusty. Yeah, she had these like big ass dreads and. But that was like the whole short. They did that, and then they were like, "Okay, don't kill yourself." And then she's like, "Maybe." And then <laughs> <laughs> that, that's their resolution. Is like, "Yeah, probably not." I mean, I'm, I'm exaggerating. Oh, but, but yeah. The, and then like the uh, a few of them were forgettable. There was one. The one that was like decent was about this. It was just kind of like a week in the life of this single, this single mother with two mm. children in Japan. And it was just kind of like cute. There's like a little, there's like a little resolution to it, and, uh, yeah. It's like if I'd seen it anywhere else, I probably would have a hundred percent forgotten about it by now. But since it was like sandwiched right in the middle of all this, I was like, oh yeah, okay, yeah, that was that was all right. Okay. Um, and then it ends with this bizarre, bizarre, like maybe eight minutes. It's the shortest of this of the shorts. It's like an animated music video almost because there's no dialogue or anything. And it's like, (laughs) this is a good example of like, this is a a microcosm of like what the movie is as a whole because it's very simple. But basically all the same stories are like this, this like basic, like is it like basic ass feminism? It's like this gray, this kind of gray humanoid purse thing is like in this, in this little capsule. It's like a little apartment kind of thing. There's a bed and there's a TV and then the window breaks and they like look outside and suddenly they're like pink and they have like f- fiery hair or whatever and they can fly and they fly around and there's all these other like capsules that are identical. They all have the same like gray looking people and they fly around and they like smash another window and then that person comes out and now they're colorful and then they go to other windows and they break out everyone and everyone's out and everybody's colorful now and nobody's gray and boring anymore. Everybody's free and stuff uh, there and was basically the gist of the rest of the there was like uh there's like a web comic that i remember everyone was shitting on for a while that was like i think it was like trying to be like feminist but it tried so hard that it ended up being like weirdly it got so far it just, <laughs> it's like it's like it's like the like i'm a nerdy girl and if you're a big boobed bimbo that means you're bad at feminism mm-hmm. but it's like I don't know, both of those types of people exist and can also be feminists at the same time. Where it's just like in this like internalized misogyny. But it was like uh it was like normal girl baking a cake, like cool girl baking a cake. And it was like the inside of the the oven and it was like a dragon with flames and she's got colorful hair as if like that's the only qualifier that you <laughs> okay. need to be cool and interesting. Right. I was just <laughs> And I'm just thinking, like, what if I'm just picturing, like, uh, like the animation studio that made that. It's just, like, hundreds of, like, underpaid, like, Indian dudes on Fiverr that they hired to, like, <laughs> animate this. There's, like, yeah, female empowerment. And we're paying you $2 an hour to <laughs> yeah. animate this for 10 hours a day, six days a week. <laughs> I don't know that that kind of shit just naturally makes you want to be cynical. Like I'm, I'm sure that's not the case, but it's like with something that's like basic and boring is that I was like, yeah, you know, to, to like everyone else who's like been online or been aware of like any sort of cultural movement in the last year or so, you're like, 
yeah, duh. Yes, I get I get it. Yeah. Like it's it's just it's weird to like do this Oscar Beatty shit in 2023 with like those old ass like pop feminism politics that's just like mm-hmm. purely aimed at like normies. And the, and the way the the way this song is used in the movie is so blatant too. It's it's in this it's at the end of the sixth short, sixth short, which is about this like this really pretty it's like in India or something. This really pretty business woman or something uh-huh. maybe she's like a fashion designer i forget but she like runs into this this trans woman okay and after she had like seen her previously and she was oh she like got into the same uh rickshaw as her and then the pretty woman like left because you know ew gross a trans and then she like finds her later and then She's like, yeah, well, I'm a person too, da da da, and then she's like, yeah, you're right, you are, and then like, it starts raining, and the trans woman gets up, and she like reaches her hand back to the other, the pretty pretty lady, and then they like get up and they're dancing in the rain, and the music is playing and stuff. Okay, and that's how that one ends. It's it's ridiculous. Oh my god. And then uh, I get the sentiment, but come on. Yeah. And then it plays it twice during the credits. Once during, like, they just, like, show the music video for the for the, for the song. I'm going to send that to you and you okay. can watch that afterwards. That That's actually, like, that's a good way to get, like... And it's it's short, too, you know? You don't have to watch a whole fucking okay. short film. Um, <laughs> yeah. It just... Sorry, one day one day we'll finish 30 Rock and I'll stop referencing it, but that just sounds like a Jenna Maroney. Like, and I get to sing my song now, right? Yeah. Because, like, that's yeah. her whole thing. He's like, you know, whatever situation it is, she's like, all right, I'll sing a song. It's a funeral. Like, yeah, I'll do one. Yeah. <laughs> just, like, inserting it just arbitrarily, clearly trying to go for the award. Mm-hmm. And what what got what got best song was that the Natu Natu, mm-hmm. yeah, man. If applause won, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got a I got a question for you. Did uh, did any of the ladies in that short film meet a dog? Welcome back, ladies and gents, to episode ninety one yeah. of There Will Be Duds. And I am your co-host, TJ Taylor. And with me, as always... Whoa, the f- <laughs> got the full name. Uh, as oh, always. Oh, yeah, I guess I don't usually do that. TJ, <laughs> no. J-Spodject, however I go, whatever. Uh, That's not my name. <laughs> uh, as always, I'm Nick, a.k.a. Dr. Funk on Twitch. And as always, we watched a fucking movie this week. <sighs> that movie this week being Love on a Leash from 2011... <laughs> Directed by Fen Tian, or as I discovered in my research, Jennifer Ten is maybe their actual name. Uh, who knows? There's not. A, it's kind of hard to find information on this movie, but uh, it is about uh, a dog or a guy reincarnated as a dog named Alvin Flang, maybe, or maybe it's just Prince. Um, he needs to fall in love, find true love. It's kind of your your Beauty and the Beast type thing. He's got to find true love so he can be be a man. Um, 
and then he, he finds this, this girl named Lisa, and he's kind of just like an asshole when he's a dog the whole time, but somehow it works. Uh, kind of. <laughs> only halfway, because he can only be a man at night. Um, or if there's no clouds. Or if there's... Which is something, there's no, yeah, if there's no sunlight, yeah. Which is something we learn with 10 minutes left of the movie. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, yeah, uh, I... End of synopsis. I don't. I don't even know where to start. There's like. There's like a million different subplots with this. It, within movie. the first thirty minutes, mm-hmm. so much happens. Yeah. It, yeah. It, I. I mean. I. So I started watching this last night, and <clears throat> as soon as the dog started talking. And just the way the dog was talking and the way that it was like carrying out, I was like, this is something special. Yeah. And then, and then like the babbling brook started talking too. And I was like, oh. I, there, there were multiple times I just had to pause this and be like, what on earth is going <laughs> on? It's this, this movie is like a dream. Yeah. Like literally, it like, kind of is. Yeah. You're, you're walking somewhere and then you're in a completely different location and in a completely different time of day with different people. Yeah. It's like, it's so jarring in the way that it just moves from one thing to another. It I, really, yeah, it really is. It's, it's very Lynchian in that way. Almost <laughs> like, unintentionally. Yeah. For like, for example, it's seen where he like first meets Lisa in the park and then she's like runs off to go catch her friend or something like that. And he's like, "No, I can't let a beautiful woman go get away. Don't don't run away, babe." And then it cuts, and he's like, "I know how to make a babe stay." And he's like at a gas station, yeah. And she's right there. She's wearing different clothes. <laughs> but it's like the way that it's cut. It looks like he's like running, and then he's just like it's. He's running in the park, and then he's running at the gas station. So it looks like one kind of fluid thing yeah. in a, from his perspective. But then, yeah, her car's there, and she's there, and it's like, well, she, she was in the park. <laughs> there's no sense of time or place whatsoever. Yeah, not, there was not at all. Like the, the I one just, guy being like, "Lisa, we've been dating for quite a for quite a while now." It's like, <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> I guess so. If you say so, <laughs> sure. Dude. Is that? Was that Kyle? The, I think so. The one of the many dudes that tries to sexually assault her throughout this movie. <laughs> Something yeah. about people named Lisa. Like I was like, oh, yep. the room. Like this is the same shit. Just yep. And there's a mark too. Oh, there is. Yeah. Where it just and, and and the thing is, is like when I was looking this up, and like finding out that the director was like, okay, so like this lady was born in like 1939 yeah so by 2011 she's easily like 70, what 71 72 yeah she's in her that. 70s this yeah. this type of movie screams like 50 year old dude who's like all right i'm independently wealthy somehow I'm going to make a movie in LA and I'm going to basically like <laughs> make a movie where hot girls crawl all over me because like the actresses are desperate for credits. So they'll mm. do whatever. Cause like there's plenty of shots where it was like, 
I feel like there's like upskirt shots early on. There's like a few upskirt shots. There's like, you know, the one woman is like trying on pants and it's just like the camera's right under her ass. <laughs> right. And yeah. then like her, f- I forget her friend's name. Um, I don't remember her name. The grandmother uh, at the end when she has four kids. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's like she, they're like in the middle of a park, but she's wearing like a bikini for some reason. I was like, okay, this is clearly written by like a 50 year old horny guy. That's like trying to get young actresses to just be all smooth on it. But no, it's like a 70 year old Chinese woman who (laughs) through, you know, this, this interview that we both kind of watched with uh, the, the comedian who does the voice of the dog. I mean, obviously English is a second language screams that too. Just like the way that like no human being knows how to talk to each other. Yeah, the way that he described it um, was that, uh, yeah, this is Stephen Kramer Glickman who who yeah who did the voice of the dog. Uh, he said that the script was written in Chinese and basically they use Google Translate to get it into English. <laughs> Um, and yeah, that makes some of the lines make make a little more sense. And apparently, he said that like she loves it, which is which is good. Like that's what you need. That's what you need. You need somebody who is like genuine and like they think that they're making a masterpiece. That's how you. That's where the magic really is. Self awareness just destroys. Yeah, these kinds of movies. Yeah, but, and like that's the formula is very like earnest earnest intent earnest attempt with just wild incompetence mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. not being a native english speaker helps tommy Wiseau, the yeah. room is just that's this is like this is the room of like talking dog movies yeah yeah pretty much yeah it's it's funny because i i was thinking of uh of quigley watching this and how when we were watching quigley <laughs> this just, is like, citizen kane Quickly yeah. is Citizen Kane in comparison to this. Citizen Canine. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, like I remember, yeah, watching Quigley and just thinking how like this like this doesn't feel like a movie. And then relative to that, yeah, Love on the Leash feels like even less of a movie <laughs> than that. Yeah, there's the whole the like no Although th- this was answered, so this is this is like half weird. There's still plenty of other weirdness without this, but uh, the the score there's the score is non-existent, and there <laughs> was a score. There's a composer credited. Yeah. Um, it apparently the like there was no like contracts signed okay. for this. So basically when it was sold to Amazon, which is how most people have seen it at this point, and I, I, the one on YouTube that we watched is an Amazon rip, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, they just, they basically didn't have the rights to their own music. So instead of replacing it, I guess they just yeah. uploaded it without the music. Yeah. Well, yeah. To, to, to the listener or the viewer, that's the other thing, is that it is largely silent. Like yeah. completely silent. Where the like f- you 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 would no almost think that noise, there's something wrong. No. Yeah, yeah. And then and then like yeah, the, the first line of dialogue is a jump scare. Yeah. 
No, like, girls or whatever. <laughs> like you can hear, you can hear like the hiss of like yeah. you know them bringing up the audio for the voice and then cutting mm-hmm. it back down to like complete silence. But then there's also like random spots where it cuts in and out. Yeah, like and, and you'll it, just hear the hiss with no lines. Or it's like, were you trying to like remove like traffic sounds or like ambient sounds of like the lo- the like the location where you were filming at? But it would cut out and come back and then cut out and like just seemingly <laughs> random at times. The Lisa character, I <laughs> fuck wild wild I, character. I thought that. I thought that she was like a crackhead on the streets that he found. <laughs> that the sh- because I feel like in a, you'll, there are like certain scenes where it's just like it looks <laughs> like she has sores on her like on her lip and forehead. <laughs> oh, and I was like, is this just a crackhead in this movie? <laughs> okay, this is another thing that that Kalia noticed was her terrible fucking hair extensions. Because she cuts her hair a little ways into the movie, but yeah, when she's earlier on, when she has longer hair, yeah, it's like some of the worst extensions I've ever seen. <laughs> like, <laughs> it looks like she has like a mullet, and then she's wearing like a bowl cut wig on top of it. Almost. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So apparently, th- and this is again basically all stuff that I learned from that that interview. That's like because there's nothing on the fucking Wikipedia. There's yeah. The, the in the IMDb page is hardly even there. It is um, it is insane how sparse the information is on any of these platforms for such a wild ride of a movie. That there's yeah. like nothing. Yeah, nothing. Yeah. Um, so the thing with her having like acne or whatever is because she's like because she's a virgin or whatever. Yeah. It's like she's it's like as she, you know, falls in love with whatever prince alvin flang whatever the fuck his name is she like her her complexion improves because she's in love and that like does away with that stuff that also apparently in china the color green equals horny yes yes but still even even knowing that even getting like you know because watching you're like okay there has to be a point to this green and even knowing that like I kept finding myself being like, but why is there so much? <laughs> I noticed there's a part where, where human dog, he, Prince, whatever the f- God, I don't know. I, I he, think then I think his name is Prince. Like, because I, the, everyone calls him that. And even though that's just the name that she arbitrarily gave him, uh, but the, the voiceover guy said that, the director just told him to like make up a name. So literally like Alvin Flang came from the voiceover actor, just like making up a name on the spot. Okay. Um, (laughs) but, uh, yeah, there's a part where, where human Prince is making a, he was like making some food. And I know it's like the knife, the knife handles were green. The like cap on the like olive oil is green. It's It's such a weird thing to hyper fixate on. Yeah. And it's like, is she really even like that horny in the movie? It seems. I mean, everyone's it, horny in this movie. That is true. Like, she, everyone. Everyone wants to bone this lady, except for Kyle, yeah. who's gay. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I was laughing so hard when, like, 
the that uh, that scene was like almost harrowing. I was like, okay, this is gonna be like a green card thing. Like he wants oh. to get married so he can stay in the country. But then he's like, I'm gay. You can do whatever you want, but you need to have a child for me. And she, and there's like a scene where she's just like crying. She's like, Ooh, yeah. Kyle's gay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's like, even like the series was to like be sympathetic for this character is so unintentionally funny. What yeah. was the scene where like the dog was like, I'd rather kill myself. Oh, I forgot. I forgot. There's like, I know the line you're talking about. There are so many like uh, horrific scenes where it's, it's clear that like the, uh, the, the Steven Kramer, uh, Glickman was just like, he just came in and recorded. I don't know if he like had him riff or just kind of come up with shit on the dome, but like, it's the scene where like her boss from the clothing store essentially like tries to rape her in her house. Yeah. And she's just like laying on the couch crying. And the dog's like, I'm a dog. I'm a dog. I'm a dog <laughs> in a house. And you're like, Jesus Christ. She's yeah. just like, this, this is like this traumatic, harrowing experience. He's like, I'll never be a man because I'm a dog. And it's like, <laughs> they, they clearly, they like, they're like, all right. And uh, all right, uh, Mr. Glickman. All right. And this is your reading for the rape scene. And he's like, okay, here we go. <laughs> and it's just like riff on a dumb song. Yeah. It's yeah. It. <laughs> there's, there is no, like, I'm trying to think of the word that, like, there's no, I guess, correlation kind of works uh, between, like, the dog. I, I, I figured, I'd said to Kalia, like, partway through that, I was like, this is like Hulk and Bruce Banner, where it's like, <laughs> The Hulk is not Bruce Banner. It's like a separate personality yeah. within him. And that's like what the dog and the human are. Because every time he's the human, he's like, oh, I want to take care of you. And I want to, you know, I want to provide for you. And blah, blah, blah. I love you. I yeah. want you to love me forever. But then, like, he switches back to the dog. And he's like, kick and- rocks, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the part where she's like, I fucking lost it at the end where she's drowning in the pool. And he's like, oh, okay, grab on your pizza face in your butt. <laughs> As he was, like, just a person yeah. right before that and was like, you know, yeah, I'm here to support her and stuff. <laughs> oh, Man, uh, I, I got a kick out of the scene when, like, the first... Okay, so I, I have the movie pulled up on my other screen. And 27 minutes in, we get the first scene where the dog turns into the human. I don't know why, because it's like... I don't know if it's because it's raining or what it is, but he turns into the human. And one of the biggest no, laughs I, I got... No, I think that's where she, like, loves... That's where she says that she, like, loves him. Is so. that like after all of her other relationships have sort of like petered out or failed? Like the weird, yeah. like, yes, mother. That was like the only scene where it was like kind of like, okay, these, this is kind of like a joke. Like, is like that where walks, her mom's on, where she talks to her mom on the phone? No, it's the dude. It's the and dude it's that's the, like the night of the hunter shot. Did you think of that too? I did think of that. Yeah, you're yeah. right. I did think <laughs> of that. Uh, no, it's the dude that's like, he shows up at the, at the store. And he's like, I need a, I need a dress for my wife. She's like, oh, what size is he? Is she? And she's oh, like, yeah, and he's yeah. like, oh, she's your size. I was like, oh, well, <laughs> you know. And he basically is like hitting on her. 
And then she's like, I'm a gynecologist and also like a food scientist. Like there's just so many weird little things like my, I need my son to be the president of the United States, but you need to get your tubes tied. And I'm just like, yeah, all right. I'm following along. But yeah, Yeah. so all those relationships failed. But no, no, sorry. What I was saying is like, that's like the only time there's like sort of like an actual joke when the guy's like, she's like, I need to talk to her alone. And he's like, okay, mother. And he like walks away. She's like, the teapot and he brings it back he's like okay mother like i was like (laughs) okay that's kind of a joke that's kind of it's not a good one but it's kind of a joke yeah but the okay so the scene when yes all those relationships are exhausted and then Mm. she's like with the dog in the rain i like laughed so hard he turns into the human and she's like kind of still clutching his legs as if he were the dog and there's a shot (laughs) where he turns into the human and he's just like I don't need it's almost like he didn't even know that they were filming but like the camera's up on him and he's just like <laughs> looking down at the camera it's, it's just like supposed to be this big romantic moment it's, just like, it's the what's the the it's like when you turn your your camera on like the rear face yes when yeah, you just, like when face. you accidentally hit the front facing camera and you're <laughs> yeah. like yeah. Like that's what he looks like. 2744 yeah. is the timestamp if you want to put that in. Okay. But he's it's like supposed to be this big romantic moment. He's just like <laughs> looking down at her. Yeah. Yeah, I remember I I I paused it there uh cuz I was like I was, you know, expecting Beauty and the Beast or how any of these happen where it's like the whole movie you're building up to this, and then it's like th- that's like the climax. Is like the oh now he's human and they can be together happily ever after. But it happens. I was I was like it got to that point. I was like what the fuck? They're, I'm like there's still like a lot left. But then I saw that it was 27 minutes, and I was like there's no fucking way it's only been a half an hour. <laughs> yeah. I, and like I said that I, I was like I was like so much shit has happened already. She tries to kill herself. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. This is like right after her suicide attempt. Where yeah, that's I feel right. like the, the editing was almost comedic. Where like the dog pretends to lay in the road. Yes, 911. Someone here passed out. Boom. Garfield Medical Center. Boom. Dog sitting outside the hospital. He's walking and it's daytime the next day. And he's singing a blues song about I gotta live on my own. <laughs> Yeah, that is that the I'm a dog on the street and it yeah. hurts my feet cuz I'm a dog. Yeah, it's like nighttime and then she's walking home in the fake rain. Oh man. It's like less than 30 seconds. It doesn't show her in the hospital, it doesn't show her to like dealing with the trauma of like no. trying to kill herself. It's just all yeah, and then I mean, I feel like the movie kind of meanders in the middle a little bit, but the first 30 minutes, mm. so much happens. Three different guys hit on her three. Di- and like, none of it works out, but it's just like they introduce things and then abandon them like crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Or Cause like, like, is that, yeah, there's this, there's three different romance subplots in the first 30 minutes. She tries to kill herself. I mean, four, if you count the main, you know, if you count, yeah, the I guess dog. <laughs> Four romance subplots. Uh, there's the thing with like her mom's friend because I don't think her mom comes in until a little later. But like her mom's like <laughs> the one with like the weird accent yeah. that's like 
It's it's like akin to Isaiah in Avengers, where she's kind of slipping in and out of it the whole time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and I then, thought the mom yeah, the, was dead because of. Uh, she's like, oh well, if it weren't for this smog, your mom would be around. And I was like, did she die of smog? Oh, is that, <laughs> is that what killed her? Like, <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, going back to like the the guy's mom, it's. I'm like, it, like they kind of inadvertently wrote like the like there's good like motivation in a way for why or how Lisa could fall in love with a dog and how she'd be okay with this weird <laughs> relationship where her husband is only a person at night and da, da, da. it's like nobody would ever like be okay with that but you you get like unintentionally i think it it provides good reason or good uh like source for like why she's why she's like that why she accepts that because like you get that bit where she goes to the guy's house and then the mom's like yeah we want our babies to be exceptional so you can't have any kids and for most of it she's just like okay yeah okay it's (laughs) not until she tells her to get her tubes tied that she's like that's a little bit too much but she's like when she's like, yeah, you know, you can't have any other kids. And, like, how Our long has she been dating this guy? raised on technology. <laughs> I think it was yeah. the exact yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. And, like, she... It's, like, the first time she's met this guy's mom. And, like, it doesn't matter what they're asking you, right? Like, if you met your in-laws, and the first thing they do is, like, hey, daughter or son, I need to talk to, to your S.O., alone and then like they're like hey these are the rules for how this works i'd be like okay i'm out yeah or you know you'd like have a talk with them but she's like okay yeah i guess this is what's happening now and then later with her mom and her mom's friend they're like oh so you have a boyfriend oh that's great well you guys need to meet us at the courthouse tomorrow because we're getting you a marriage license and if he doesn't come you need to dump him and she's like, oh, yeah, oh, sh- mm, yeah, I guess so. Okay, yeah, we'll do that. And then she goes, and then he doesn't because he's he's a, he's, he's a dog because he's a dog. Yeah. And then they're like, yeah, you need to get, you know, I'm going to disown you now. And she's like, oh, yeah. man, this, this all makes sense. This is how life should work. <laughs> I deserve this. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, I thought they were going to, like, do more with – because that, that seems to be that, you know, that's I guess if you want to give this movie like a central conflict, it's her being in a relationship. Because at the beginning, her, it seems like her whole thing is, is like, I'm a virgin. Mm-hmm. But then she's like praying to God to like find a, a romantic partner. But like even like like the, the religious bit is quickly abandoned. The virgin bit is quickly abandoned. Like, yeah, do they... Do they consummate their their relationship? Because she definitely wakes up like sleeping next to the dog. Yeah, there's. I mean, <laughs> I would assume that like the le- like like less convincing, and this is a fucking feat. <laughs> less convincing, uh, like sex scene than the room. Like literally, you'd put like the room has better sex scenes than this yeah. movie, and that <laughs> just, is not not an exaggeration. Mark going to town on Lisa's belly button. I, even the more. even the ones with Tommy Wiseau. I don't yeah. give a fuck. Like it's ridiculous. This it's I was so so uncomfortable for the sex scenes in this movie. Yeah. It was so weird. It felt like 
because he that he's he's fucking naked. He's naked half the fucking time. He's a human. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then so he's there. They're kind of laying in bed. Uh huh. You know they're cheating towards the camera. She has like this tank top on, or maybe she has the button like the button up blouse in the first yeah. one. And he's like slowly undoing it. Yeah, because then she has like the Lilu bandage the, yes, underneath. Yes. And he's like slowly taking it off, and every time he like touches her, she's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> it's like she's like a little kid, and yeah. he is trying to have sex with her, but like it's like it's like <laughs> I'm uh, I'm not speaking from experience here, but it's like how you would uh you know maybe she's playing up because she's a virgin, but it's like. It's like she doesn't know what to do. Yeah, like she, like she literally like her brain it's like, can't comprehend. It's like a couple of high schoolers on. like fooling around. It's like that awkward yeah. high schooler age where you're like we're fooling around. We don't really know what we're doing, but we're trying shit out, and I guess we'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah. and which is insane even more because again, according to that interview, those two got married in real life. No. And they like no. have a what? They like have a family, and they quit the business after that. Yeah. Are yeah. You goddamn kidding me. Apparently that's Holy that's what uh, shit. That's what Alvin Flang said. <laughs> like zero chemistry. Yeah. But. What well I feel like what's her name? Jaina Camp. Yeah. Even in the movie she's credited as Jaina Camp, even though her Which character's is, name is clearly Lisa. Yeah. Yeah. Anise Camo, that's the other dude. Very, yeah. very little no- is known about either of them. Well, I mean, obviously, if they quit the business, then, like, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. But... I, I do like that the human one is credited as Prince, and then Stephen Kramer Gl- Glickman is credited as Alvin Flang. <laughs> Does the... Okay, so I, I kept seeing that in the YouTube comments. Does Is there any point where they say that name, Alvin Flang? No, no. No, okay. that, so... so they Stephen Kramer Glickman said that like they basically presented the mo- the completed movie to him like it was okay. edited and everything and then they were like okay now we want you to do voiceover for this and he came up with the name Alvin Flang so during the entirety of filming nobody <laughs> even knew you know the concept <laughs> of it being even named Alvin Flang was not a thing he came up with it after they shot the movie Oh my god. Yeah. That's wild. And he and he just came up with the name. Like it could have been any name. It was just the one that he came up with. Okay. It's good. It's 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 a good one to come up with. It's it's a very it's a good name, I think. Yeah. I was <laughs> I was reminded of like of Gex. With like okay. da- with uh what's Dana Gould just like doing the sort of like voiceovers for Gex. He's like, yeah, all right. This is the prompt. This is the location. I'll do. I'll riff on this topic. Like it, it just seemed like that. Like the comedian is like, all right. Well, he's a dog, and what what would a dog think about being alone outside? And he's like, yeah, hey, I'm a dog, and I'm sad because I'm outside. Like, but it's just if he doesn't know the rest of the movie, if he's doing that devoid of like the rest of the movie, it's just so unintentionally funny. Yeah. Uh, did you notice that she had like uh, a framed picture of a hurricane on her wall? No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I noticed I don't know. a lot of her other like. There were a lot of like silly pictures of her with 
human prints and dog yeah. prints. Because like yeah. I know people that that's like a thing with the room is that there's like pictures of spoons. Oh yeah, yeah. But at one point in time, I was just like looking at it and I was like, that's just a framed picture of a hurricane. Wow, <laughs> like no, a Doppler. I did not notice that. That's funny. Like, what the? Why would you frame that and put it on the wall? <laughs> um, side side note, I I wonder if any other podcast has referenced Gex as much as we have. <laughs> it's a it's a cultural touchstone on my <laughs> <Yeah>. child. <laughs> yeah, I'm bringing Gex back. I'm bringing Gexy back. Oh, the dog talent agency. There's just. <laughs> Yeah, with the did you notice like the the like part of the logo was like hanging off? It was drooping for the oh. the dog talent agency. Oh, then hold on, let me look at <laughs> it's like not all on the door. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I see it now. <laughs> and there's even shit like and and how he said it was that like uh, early on. Because I think because they just, you know, sh- they had the movie completed. I think uh, Glickman did the the voice pretty much in order. Like, you know. Oh, okay. He, you know, he did the stuff at the beginning first and the stuff at the end last. And I guess, like, as it goes on, the director was more hands-off with him. But early on, she was like, no, you have to say it exactly like this. Like. He he said even down to like the intonation about you know how you'd be like uh he says like no girls no fun and he's and he was like and I'd say it like ah oh, man no girls no fun and she and then but she'd correct me and say I'd have to say it like no oh. girls no fun no girls no fun so like she was that specific but then I guess she kind of like eased off as it went along and that's why you get more and more of the like oh yeah. Don't you know? Here's here's a hundred bucks. Don't use it to buy some buy another green dress or something like that. Like <laughs> he makes fun yeah. of how much green there is in the yeah. movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't notice that. I was like, okay, this guy is sort of like ripping on the movie in within the context of the movie. He it's it's almost like he's the he's a character in the movie. He's like he's Deadpool a, meets like Rift Tracks no, meets. He's VJ Emmy. That's what I yeah. VJ he's Emmy the VJ Emmy of say. this movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, another scene that I thought was great was like right before the like the scene where her mom and like her friend try to set her up with some dudes. Mm. Uh, I noticed that the indoor ambience of the like the interior of the restaurant kicks in before they get inside the restaurant and it's clear that they're talking to each other for like several lines and you just hear the indoor ambience before they even like that happens several times where like you can see the characters clearly are talking Mm -hmm. to each other and saying things and it's just silence yeah yep yeah there's (laughs) there's one where she it's like a close-up on her as she like kneels down to the dog and I think what she said is like, where were you or something like that? But just no, no audio. Just nothing. (laughs) Um, God, I'm trying to think of other scenes. The, did you notice the synchronized eating scene? Yes. (laughs) I like the other, because I think they sped that up there. They do this weird. There are are a lot of weird time. Sped up. Yeah. Shit. 
There's one where like she's getting dressed, and he's like watching her getting dressed. And it's like, and it's, <laughs> yeah, and then she gets dressed, and then she's in bed, <laughs> like <laughs> not wearing what she just put on. Like <laughs> I was like, is that the passing of time? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. yeah, I think it's like yeah, she's getting up in the morning, she's doing her shit, and then smash cut, she's like laying on her couch, and it's nighttime again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> But the synchronized eating was so good. It was like this dinner party where, okay, so <laughs> I thought I thought like the weird Billy Ray Cyrus dude was like the manager of the clothing store, but apparently not. This He's other not? dude. No, I thought he was. Well, no, he said he was, but then she goes to this like pool party. Well, this is the oh, guy, that, I guess this is the guy right. that like owns the franchises. He's like, I own five That's of them. That's what I thought. Yeah, yeah. And like they're having this, I think I think that's it. Like they're having the pool party, and they're like sitting there. Or maybe it's a scene where they're at dinner. Either way, they're like all sitting at their their plates, and they're just like they lift up their fork, and they're like, yeah, <laughs> like completely, and like they're looking at each other. It feels like to like make sure that they're completely synchronized as they're doing it. Just like, yeah, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I'm pretty sure I didn't I didn't see all of them, but Lisa doesn't even eat. She doesn't actually put anything in her mouth there. <laughs> it's like, yeah, a lot of times when pe- when people are filming, you cheat and you they don't actually eat the stuff. But like, if that's the shot, if there's the nothing shot on her fork, just, yeah, I'm watching it now. <laughs> okay, there's nothing on any of their forks. <laughs> awesome, that's what I was hoping. There's. <laughs> on any of their forks (laughs) um he almost looks like mark ruffalo like he's got mark ruffalo's eyes Hmm. because i was trying to think of like uh, he looks familiar to me like i've seen him in something else but obviously i haven't he he looks like a like one of like this person does not exist to me (laughs) like there's just something off about his face to me. <laughs> He's got like um, the blonde highlights too. Yeah. Oh my god. And then at the end when he shows up at her apartment and he has that fucking that weird ass fucking wig on. <laughs> well it like, Yeah. Spiky uh, hair or whatever. It looks so bad. it might not be a wig, because I feel like if if a character wearing a wig in this movie would be more obvious, but like his hair looks bad. His hair looks very bad. Yes. <laughs> and then he's old. <laughs> and then they're young again. <laughs> so yeah, okay. Well, yeah, g- getting near near the ending. As soon as I knew that they were like gonna see each other on the sidewalk and run towards each other, I was like, This dog's getting smoked by a car. That's like mm. the most lazy, cheap way to do it. And yet, I was still just like, "Holy <laughs> shit!" And then the dog—they like—I don't know what they put on this dog to like make him like it almost—it almost looked like the fake. I felt bad. It looks like the fake blood that like we use. Yeah, and the dog is clearly awake, just like laying there, just like okay. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, I guess I guess the main theme of the movie is like reincarnation, I guess. Yeah. Cuz cuz it, it it does like a huge time skip. Oh, mm-hmm. I think 
because her friend comes over. So it's like she puts her apartment up for rent. Nothing inside the apartment has changed. It looks right. identical. Nothing yeah. is different whatsoever. Uh, but apparently she's like 30 years older because her friend comes over. At least. Her friend comes over with four kids. And she's like, I'm a grandma. And I'm like, no, you are not. How much time has passed? Because let's think about it. They're like, what, maybe in their 30s, like late 20s. Sure. I don't know where I'd put yeah. it. If you were to have a child and then that child were to be old enough to have a child, that's like 20 years at least. Minimum. Yeah. They, especially with how old some of those kids were. Yeah. They were old, like, you know, maybe seven was like the oldest one. And I was just like, how are you a grandma? What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Her friend who stopped talking to her because she had a guy at her house and she, she was just like you told me you were a virgin i hate you yeah and you didn't tell me you had a boyfriend yeah cuz it's like I, they put i guess they put a little bit of gray in her hair and they think yeah, that that's bit. good enough yeah and she's acting the same but then lisa's like oh hello uh, she's at, she's talking like fucking like Winona Ryder at in a Edward Scissorhands, <laughs> <laughs> and then I don't know I don't even know like it's hard to follow this movie anyways. But then you yeah you get to the ending he shows up he's young he tells her who he is he's old they get married and then they're both young again he just has the most dead eyes I think <laughs> I think that's what kills it. It's like the scene yeah. where he, the first time he turns into a human and he's just like staring down like that. And then when he turns old and he's just looking at her, he just has the most like, <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing, dead eyed stare. Just like, okay, I can't believe I'm acting in this. Yeah. It's so funny that they're married. Yeah. Like, yeah. And then it's just like the most awkward, like, Again, I'm sure this would work better if there was literally any music at all. Yeah. But there's no, so they just like they kiss and then they stop and then they kiss and then they stop and it's like this weird time skip like it's and then just and like nobody's yeah. there. Like it seems like they're actually getting married for real and nobody's there. And then they hit <laughs> you with like the Windows Movie Maker the end. Yeah. <laughs> oh. And what are these post? What are these credits bloopers? Oh yeah. Did, <laughs> there's nothing. There's they're, they're not bloopers. There's nothing. Yeah. It's them like setting up the dog getting hit by a car, and there's nothing funny about it. <laughs> yeah. The I was like, I was like, okay, so they're showing that like. You know, they didn't actually kill the dog, I guess. <laughs> they were yeah, like, in case you were worried or something. <laughs> yeah, that was my thought, was just, like, imagine the pile of, like, golden retriever carcasses that they left behind in the wake of making yeah. this movie. Because, like, you hear horrific stories about, like, animal movies and just, like, how many animals die in the making of it. <laughs> just, like, yeah. piles of golden retriever carcasses. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to look at the rest of my notes, because, like... 
I don't even I don't even know, man. This is I didn't of, I really didn't have any that many notes written down just because it was hard to even <laughs> compartmentalize most of the shit. Oh <laughs> I did I did write a direct quote, right? So it's like this is when she's old and she's got her apartment up for sale and like the the reincarnated prince shows up mm-hmm. and uh he's talking to her and he says I have a dog training business, and naturally, it's very successful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, all these people who can work, like, like the, the gay dude who's like, yeah, I, you know, anything you want, I can provide it for you for the rest of your life. And it's like, oh, yeah, you can do that working at this clothing store. <laughs> <laughs> and then she's like, she's like, oh, no, I don't want you to work. You just, you just need to stay here and, and be safe. You know, again... Me working at a clothing store in L.A., I can, you know, provide for the both of us and yeah, and everything. Like the, the, with, like, the size of her apartment, that's easily, like, three grand a month. Yeah. And, like, that's 2011. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't... I don't... Because I don't really have any. It's it's really just like combing through and just. There was a point where like I was oh I like I looked down to check the it was check the Fortnite thread for like a minute or two. It was like the only time, I. Like looked away from the movie, um and it was probably like somewhere in that middle chunk. And I swear it it wasn't more than like. A minute, <laughs> maybe two. But. I like looked up and I was like, I feel like I missed an entire season of a TV show. <laughs> like, because so much shit happens in this. Yeah. And I was, and then after that, I was like, okay, I can't, I can't, I can't afford to, to be distracted at all because I'll be, <laughs> it's so hard to follow already. Yeah. I, I mean, every time I like stopped to like write something down, I had to pause the movie because it moves at such a rapid pace mm-hmm. for no reason. Yeah, for no reason whatsoever. Or like it almost seems like it's edited ironically. Or like <laughs> some some of like the like the pacing of the edits to like signify the passing of time were like funny. It's almost just like they're like bap 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 bap. Who gives a shit? And they just move on to the next thing. <laughs> yeah. Like almost just like yeah, that scene was dumb. Let's move on. Yeah. It's 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 truly baffling. Like I, I was yeah. losing my shit all night last night. I was like ready. To, <laughs> I was ready to go last night. I was like, this is fresh <laughs> on my mind. Like, it's almost like uh, I mean, it's like a Neil Breen movie when we did um, Fateful Findings. When we recorded that episode, we were basically just watching it in real time as we were discussing it. Because uh-huh. <laughs> it's like so many things happen that it's hard to even remember all of them. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Yeah, even now I'm watching it. And it's like. Some of this stuff in the middle, I'm like, wait, I'm watching it on mute. I'm like, I, I don't remember what was happening here already. <laughs> I feel like there's um, like a lot of weird like Dutch angles that are yeah. <laughs> that just give you a sense of like it's just ominous and uncanny yeah. and unsettling. Yeah. And again, none of it's really intentional. I don't think it's intended to be scary yeah i mean it's not supposed to be scary obviously but yeah yeah there's a scene there there's a shot in particular i remember where she has her hand on the steering wheel and she's like she has like her head down she's like i don't know if she's crying or whatever 
and then he grabs her hand and then the camera tilts like on an axis to like get to their faces and it's like it does like a dutch angle it's like if this was supposed to be a scary scene that'd like almost kind of be a cool shot but it's just supposed to be two people talking like yeah it's it's yeah it doesn't make sense one final thing before we move on uh-huh the ducks oh yeah yeah because i i think i got it i think i understood what was going on okay because i think it was supposed to be like I I don't think it was like necessarily like the ugly duckling, but it was like I think ducks are animals ah. that like mate for life. Wow. But it was like after after he's like, okay, I have to just leave. I can't be with her anymore. It's like a single duck floating. Like for a while you just but it's just Damn. like it cuts back to these ducks so yeah. often. Yeah. Like it this movie has more of an obsession with ducks than like Tony Soprano. Like in that first episode in his pool with the ducks. Uh-huh. But it's just like they cut to it so much. And it's like, yeah, I think I think that's what that was supposed to be. But it's like, man, they really relied on it. Damn. I'm amazed that you pulled something out of the out of the <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying it's desperation. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm good if we want to do our 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 judgment, past judgment on yeah. this. Yeah. Um I can go first here. Uh I mean on on the dud to spud range, this is 100% a spud. Mm-hmm. This is I don't know, man. This might be in my mind this might unseat Ben and Arthur. Oh, really? As I I I feel like they're they're similar these Uh movies have that similar quality of just like some weirdo auteur filmmaker who has no idea what they're doing hires a bunch of like desperate actors to read (laughs) their uncanny script and this is their result Uh like it's 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 so weird because like you look at the like the movie art and it kind of looks like one of the it kind of looks like it could fall into like any any other like talking dog movie like it, mm-hmm. the the movie art kind of looks normal it looks normal almost yeah it was like oh yeah okay this is like a dumb talking dog movie i've seen these before although that's not a that's not a gold retriever i just noticed <laughs> that's that looks like a lab <laughs> <laughs> that looks like lisa though it's a, it's a different dog <laughs> yeah kind of yeah it is uh, I would. Oh man, can you imagine like some, some like you know suburban middle class family goes to Walmart and they're like, <laughs> "What do we? What do guys? What do we want to watch tonight?" And they like go to like the Walmart bin and there's one of those like four movie collection DVDs that's like yeah, like a talking animal collection. And this is one of the because this is be okay because awesome. I think the talking dog genre is typically like a kid's movie genre. And this movie, there's like rape scenes. It's very sexual. It's, yeah. it's, I was like, God damn, this is like a talking dog movie. And it's like, I don't even know if this is rated, but it's like very raunchy and, and like sexual and adult. Yeah. It's yeah, such I, a weird Avenue. 
I th- I I said out loud. I was like, "Who is this movie for? <laughs> What's the audience for this movie?" It's us. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. But long, long story short, this is a spud. This movie is insane. I mean, I guess it, it kind of drags a little bit in the middle. Anytime you're really not hearing like uh, uh, Stephen Kramer Glickman doing his dog stuff, mm-hmm. it kind of drags a little bit. But a little bit. It, it's just it's pure insanity cranked up. Mm-hmm. So 100% All-American spud for me. Mm-hmm. I <laughs> definitely agree with that. Uh, total spud. I guess I'd have to watch. I'm I'm still thinking for me. Ben and Arthur is still tops. Okay. Uh, maybe I'd rewatch it and reassess. This <laughs> ben one is and just Arthur's like more coherent. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Really. <laughs> yeah. It's. I mean, in terms of like most baffling, this might have it. Um, <laughs> and it's it's like it's hard to it's hard to pin down in the way that like. Uh. I mean, different. I guess. I guess Vampire's Kiss was a little different because Vampire's Kiss is like, it feels like an actual movie at the very least. Yeah, there's there's at least but, cinematography in that. Yeah, but but like, just I remember like watching that and feeling like, man, I really just I don't know like what how to feel about it, and kind of like that with this, but more just yeah, just the choices that are made and like how it's presented and how it's executed is just. It's one of the most bizarre things I've ever seen. Um, it is, yeah. It's, it's. I think it's, it's a sight to behold. This is one where, like, I would, yeah. If, if you have not seen it, it's, it's one of the highest recommendations I could give, like, any movie. <laughs> <laughs> the, you know, the good ones are all on YouTube. You know, this is yeah. on YouTube for free. Ben and Arthur is on YouTube for free. Uh, Who killed Captain Alex is on YouTube for free. Like that's that's where the good shit is. Is you just just look to look to YouTube. They got the gems. Yeah. Don't go. Don't like. You know, pay for like a two ninety nine rental on Amazon for fucking bedeviled or something. Uh, Any of those like dog shit, like trying to be ironically bad movies, do not hold a candle to mm-hmm. this. Yeah. This is like a movie that you couldn't replicate if you tried. You couldn't make it if you tried. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. what makes it so special and bizarre. Yeah. Yeah. Love and Unleash. A good old potato-based uh, dog treat. <laughs> that's 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 my spud, spud, spudgement, spudment. Oh, uh, Spudge uh, dread. Yeah. Speaking of something you just said, but I forgot. Here's an ad break. <laughs> Are we back? Yeah. I'm thinking we're back. Yeah. That was a that was a genuine genuine yawn. It's getting pretty yeah. late here. Yeah, sleeping time. Just uh we finished uh the well, the inaugural season, I guess, of The Last of Us wrap the up. HBO series. Yeah. This week. Uh and it was solid. I don't yes. think I was ever like in love with the show, but it's yeah. definitely like compelling. It was always like maybe almost like no, I mean I guess I would say I like Succession more, but it was kind of that same feeling where I was like 
maybe I felt a little more compelled to watch this than I am with Succession, but my relationship with with Succession is like every we me and Clea would like watch when we were catching up with it. Yeah. We'd like watch an episode and then sometimes we'd be like, "Do you want to watch another one?" Yeah, sure. And we'd have a good time. Or we'd just be like, "Okay, that's it for now." And then we wouldn't watch another episode for like 2 weeks. And that was okay too. And I kind of felt like a similar way with Last of Us where it's like it was a good time when I watched it, but I was never like, oh, man, I got to watch the next episode. Of it. And maybe it was probably because I knew that I know the whole story of the first one. Right. The first game. So maybe maybe that played into it a little bit. Um, yeah, that was like, yeah, because like I'm currently uh, I'm currently <laughs> playing the game. And at the time of this recording, I I haven't even gotten to Sam and Henry. I'm oh, at this. Okay. I'm at the spot where like your car crashes and you're like. I think it's in the game. It's like Philadelphia. Yeah, it, the Kansas City. Yeah, yeah. It's in I'm in that. I'm in that yeah. segment. Okay. Which like you know, I remember people sort of like bitching about the show, like about the lack of infected or like the lack of like violence oh. and that kind of shit. And it's like yeah, well, I'm just playing the game and I'm just like, again, I'm enjoying the game, but it's just like go in a room, brutally murder a bunch of dudes. Move to a next segment, brutally murder a bunch of dudes. Like, that doesn't necessarily make for good TV. So, like, in in some ways, I'm kind of glad that they didn't, like, especially focus on making Joel, like... I feel like Joel would be a much less sympathetic sympathetic character in the show if he was, like, knifing every person that he met in the neck or throwing Molotov cocktails at them until they burn alive. Because that's what you do in the game. You just yeah. you destroy every single person who stands in your way. Yeah, that's that's yeah, what it's, I heard. It's um it's one of those shows where like I I'm trying really hard not to compare it to like everything everywhere, but it's like that sort of like audience audience being introduced to something. Like Marvel audience being introduced to like a really well done multiverse movie. Mm-hmm. And then it's like incel video game dudes being introduced to prestige TV mm-hmm. where it's like, this is the first thing they're like, Oh yeah, no, I love that game. I'm going to watch the show. And they're like, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. This mm-hmm. episode is the greatest episode of television I've ever seen. And it's like, if you, if you're on a healthy diet of prestige shows that you've seen a million times, you're like, yeah, no, they're hitting all the marks. It's a, it's a very serviceable prestige show. But I don't think it's anything that's like mind blowingly good. Like it's good. Sure. I liked it. Yeah. I had a fun time with it. Yeah. But like it doesn't make me feel things the way that like a show like Better Call Saul, Breaking Bad, The Sopranos. Like it doesn't make me feel anything like those types of shows do. But mm-hmm. it's it's still very good. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it yeah, it's it's really well done. The performance like a lot of really good acting in it. Pedro and Bella uh, do a lot of heavy lifting. I feel like those, mm-hmm. like, if, if those two characters weren't good, the whole thing would fall flat. But yeah, the relationship sure. between those two is, like, what really kind of holds the whole thing together. Mm-hmm. And that is, like, the crux of the game, too. It's like that mm-hmm. relationship has to work. So, yeah, they got they got the important stuff down. Probably my favorite episode was maybe the second to last one. Because I don't think I did know about that story. With oh, like the, the David the, like, story? 
Yeah, that was that was cool. And plus, you got a uh, Troy Baker was in that episode yep. too, and that was kind of a yeah. cool thing. Oh, I mentioned this when we first talked about it, comparing it to The Leftovers, because The Leftovers is another show that does those sort of... Uh, in in The Last of Us, there's two episodes where it's like... It's kind of like a, a side story. Yes. Uh, where the third, epi- third episode is the one where it's like Nick Offerman and the other guy. Yeah, Bill and Frank. Um, uh, who are not in any other episode. They're just in that one. It's a it's yeah. a side thing about these characters that just it's it's a one off, and then the seventh episode is about um, left behind. That's like the yeah. that's the DLC that came out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's about Ellie and then her friend who dies at the end of it. But it's kind of so that one has like one of the main characters, but it's also kind of a side story. It takes place before the show. Yeah. Um, and. But but the both of those episodes, I like they weren't bad by any means. But I was just like, I I just want to get back to the story. <laughs> I don't sure care as much about this. But but with leftovers, that was some of the best shit on that show. Was when they did mm. those those side side story episodes. Um, so I don't know what the what what the key is. Maybe it's just that I'm just more interested. I just like I just like Joel and Ellie. It's one of those where like I mostly just care about those characters. Yeah, and they're so, like their dynamic and their relationship. Because I don't know, I I feel like with how much material they do have with the show, they probably could have like made a couple more episodes. Probably, probably, like, yeah. Like I think the source material was there because like the finale was like forty three minutes. It was short. Yeah, yeah. It was that, tight. I was surprised. Yeah, and and with the finale, from what I've gathered, because like I listened to. I listened to the uh, like the HBO podcast mm-hmm. hosted by yeah, Troy Baker, too. yeah, and it's it's one of those things where like I was like, yeah, that was that was a pretty good forty five minutes of television, mm-hmm. but listening to the podcast is like this clearly means way more. Like these guys had so much more fun making this and doing this <laughs> than like we did as viewers. That I was yeah. like, yeah, I, I get that. I I, yeah. I get it. Like it, like I almost like feel like it. It's more meaningful because it meant so much to them. Where they're like, yeah. oh, okay, I kind of see like why you like it. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, okay, the, all these kind of like ideas behind the motivations and like the ideas behind the show. Mm-hmm. You know, is is good. Yeah, yeah. And compared to like, I guess the the other big one that just ended, but like The Walking Dead, it's like leagues better than that yeah even the first (laughs) season or first couple seasons when i was like actually like into that show i was always in denial like i never that show never really clicked for me i think i was just so fucking starved for like zombie shit back then but then like very quickly after that just it was perfect time like that was like zombie shit was at its height when, uh when that came out so it was just like, oh, it has zombies in it. Yeah, I want to watch it. Um, but yeah, now I, <laughs> now I'm like, yeah, but no, Walking Dead is like, I don't, I don't think there's like a good season of it. May, maybe that first <laughs> one's like the closest to being a good one, and maybe I'm just saying that because that one's that Frank Darabont did that one, and I'm like, I don't want to besmirch him too much. <laughs> yeah, is is before like at least like jumped the shark, I guess. Yeah. Which, like, yeah, I, I, again, I feel like with The Last of Us, like, I think that was like a, a complaint that a lot of people had was that 
there's not enough infected. There's not enough like of the like the zombie element of the show. Mm-hmm. But it's like, what do you need? Do you need him just like mowing down faceless enemies? Like it does. Yeah. What does that really do? Because mm-hmm. like again, it's 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 the the relationship between those two characters with the backdrop of like the yeah. zombie apocalypse. But mm-hmm. it's like the forefront of what your attention should be is this relationship between this father and a daughter yeah. and then he loses his daughter and he kind of gets this like surrogate daughter back and you know it kind of culminates in him making this big decision that i think kind of propels the next series which i don't know how much you know about like the second game i mean you, i know yeah yeah I, which, I know i know the major beats and i know the motivation of the yeah. The villain character, I guess. Right, which is funny uh, because we were t- we kind of we were talking about cameos of like uh, actors from the game, which Troy uh-huh. Baker was in. Um, yeah, he was in the the David episode. Uh, the voice actress and physical actress who plays Ellie was the pregnant mom mm-hmm. in the last episode, but also one of the nurses. Like when Joel comes in and shoots the doctor and takes yeah. Ellie off the table. One of the nurses was the voice actress and physical actress for Abby. Okay, yeah, I think I, I think they said that in like the post episode, the little like yeah. behind the scenes thing. Yeah. I thought, so I like thought she didn't really that. have yeah. any speaking roles, but apparently uh she sent like a selfie to Neil Druckmann with oh. like the <laughs> doctor who was like laying dead on the ground and she did like Yeah. Like one of those kind of <laughs> selfies was just funny. That's funny. Um yeah, I, I don't know. I uh, I watched a, a couple like video essay. You know, Nakey Jakey. Yeah, yeah. I watched his like video essay on uh, the Last of Us Part Two. It was I think it's called like Naughty Dogs Gameplay is outdated. Yeah, I, I, I watched was, like, that a long time ago. Yeah, and I was like, I don't know if I want to play this game now. The second one or the or the, the first? second one? Oh, I, I really like the first one, yeah. but I don't know. I guess if we're going into like spoilers for the second game, not too much, but it just seems like from what from like the video essay that I watched, it seems like they kind of reduced Ellie to just like a violence machine and like her character was flattened to the point of just like this this game is supposed to be a meditation about like the cycle of violence and forgiveness, but it's just like th- like that idea doesn't run concurrent with the gameplay, which is just kill anything and everything that happens to be a like that you see on the screen. Mm-hmm. So I'll be curious to see how they handle the second season, knowing kind of like the, the second games, like I guess fairly controversial storyline. I mean, I mean you had your normal, your, your normal, like this game has gone woke kind of criticisms. Yeah. Cause I think Abby is sort of a trans mask type character where like there's well there's another character in it that is trans too okay uh i forget because i noticed like abby is like like a female character but is just like like a beefcake yeah 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 like they're they're inserting all of these politics these like ellie's gay and she's a girlfriend in that one and yeah what yeah. yeah so i mean who knows maybe the second season will be amazing because I think with the first season, they were like, okay, this worked for the game, but for television, here's how we adapt it. 
So maybe yeah. they'll take the second game. And now that they've kind of got a few years under their belt of seeing how people have responded, what people liked, what people didn't like, and they can be like, okay, here's how we make a good season of television out of this. That that would be nice. I hope they... That's my hope is like, I don't want them to dig their heels in and being like, no, because, you know, yeah, the second game did get a lot of backlash, but the, the game developers kind of stood by it. Yeah. Um, and, but I don't want them to dig their heels in too much and be like, no, we have to do it exactly like it. Yeah. Because, or else or else the incels win. Yeah. Then, you know, maybe. <laughs> yeah. I, I think there is like a maybe like a happy medium where it could be stronger. And of course, I don't have like quite as strong feelings as people who like, you know, played the first one when it came out and, you know, waited all that time and then were kind of burned on the second one. I I get that feeling like, you know, if you're slighted or you play and it's like not great after playing like, you know, one of the best games ever, you, yeah, Yeah. you probably feel extra, extra hurt. But, you know, I've heard like the reasoning, like why they went with that story and like the development of Ellie. And like, I, I respect that too. There's like, Again, just from somebody who hasn't played it, but um, so yeah, I don't know. I think there's a there's a way to do it that could make yeah most people happy. I won't say everyone because there's definitely people who are just gonna not like it. <laughs> They're gonna like refuse to enjoy it. Yeah, um, I told Khalid she was like she was like was that the end of the season? I was like yeah, and it's probably like the end of the show. I was like you don't need to watch anymore, and she's like why? And I was like I was just like you don't want to watch any more of the show. <laughs> and she's like, and she was like, oh, <laughs> she, she got what I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's I mean. A, she's a, you know, she's a Pedro stan, so. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it was it was kind of funny because there was like a few tweets about it that was like, Bella, Bella's excited to be back on the show and, <laughs> and hang out with Pedro for a little bit. And people are like, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't like. Although, how, long, how long could they stretch it? Maybe, maybe, maybe two episodes. Yeah, and but I, that I mean, would probably I, be the way to end the season. The season premiere is. Yeah, yeah. End it with that. Yeah, and I, I mean, you know, from what I've kind of seen, I feel like there's a lot of like flashbacks. Like the game kind of takes. That's you true. know, there's there's a lot of yeah. time jumps. So like. Yeah. You could still use Pedro for like the entire season and just kind of, you know, I feel like you could do some really devastating shit with him and like flashbacks and just like yeah. put him in scene. Like, you know, she's just walking around and she just sees him there. Like a mm-hmm. sort of like a, because I think that was like the trailer, which like I'm a sucker for uh, reveal trailers. I don't know if you've mm-hmm. watched any of these before. Just like you're at, you're at E3 and uh you know it would be the equivalent of like us sitting at like E3 and Nintendo's like doing their trailer and they're like oh we have one more thing and then you hear the Metroid Prime music playing right, like yeah. whoa uh-huh <laughs> uh there's like a reveal trailer for like the last of us part 2 where people are kind of like watching it and you just kind of see some landscape shots and then like the camera pulls out and you see the fireflies logo on a stop sign and everyone in the crowd is like oh 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 like they're losing their shit <laughs> So it's like, you know, there's there, there's room for, like, that kind of shit where, like, mm-hmm. they, they could do it. Yeah. I'm looking forward to the second season, but I'm not, like, you know, I, I, I'm I okay with waiting. <laughs> until, yeah. Yeah. You know. 
yeah we'll see i'll i'll be watching it when it comes out and we'll, we'll i guess we'll we'll just we'll see how the season unf- unfurls i'm just we'll stick a pin in it yeah yeah there's like there's a lot of shows coming to an end this year like, no this what is like else? the like Succession and Barry are both oh, two yeah, shows that right. are like ending this spring. Yeah. Which is yeah, which is right. good. I I don't know. I I I feel like, you know, both of those shows feel like they're at their final season where it's like anything else that you do is just prolonging the end of this show's like natural conclusion. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's like, you know, Barry's in jail. What else can you do? Yeah, like, they're probably going to end, like, right around the same time, so that'll be an interesting <laughs> couple of weeks or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, But uh, we have a movie for next All week. Right. All right. I already, I already pulled it. Um, Back on track. It's, uh... Well, <laughs> we, we, we did one of these guys' movies very recently. Oh. Um, from 2006, directed oh. by Martin Scorsese, The Departed. Mm. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Hell yes. We just watched this one not too long ago. Oh, nice. Hell, Hell yes. Yeah. That's exciting. Because we watched what? it not too long ago, and it spoilers, it holds up pretty well for me. It was pretty great. So, nice. do you have um, the Infernal Affairs in the in the cup i believe i do yeah because i i would love to see the original like film that this is based on do you want to do a double feature Hmm. perhaps perhaps just i guess maybe because i've seen the departed so recently it's not going to be like i need to watch it to remember Uh uh-huh you know? Oh, How, you yeah. could, so you could just watch Infernal Affairs. I'd probably watch The Departed again, though. Just yeah. just for my own sake. I don't know. We could we could do a double feature. I'm personally, as, as long as you're up for it, especially now since I'm trying to watch a movie a day anyways. Oops. Have you seen it, The Infernal, Infernal Affairs? I have not seen Infernal Affairs yet. Oh, no. okay. Um, so any, I, I love kind of take any sort of like excuse to do you know like when we did hot rod i watched pop star yeah and we talked and, a lot about pop star <laughs> yeah um so any sort of like excuse to watch like kind of related stuff yeah i'm i'm okay for it. so yeah let's let's, let's do, do a double that. feature plus plus the departed is such a like it's a it's it's such a important movie to, yeah. to me to us so it, it deserves it okay yeah. so we're going to do a double feature next week. We're going to do... Uh, so Infernal Fairs is from 2002, and it's directed by Andy Lau and Alan Mock. Uh, it is available for rent on uh, Redbox. And then The Departed, uh, right, Martin Scorsese, 2006. Uh, it's on HBO Max, Hulu, and then it's for rent on YouTube, Apple TV, and more. Um, so yeah, watch, watch those if you don't want to be spoiled for them before next week's episode. Uh, these episodes come out every Wednesday at 7 p.m. EST on Twitch and YouTube in video form, as well as 
uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and more in audio form. We also have social pages on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And with all that said, I'm your co-host, and I'm a dog, and it's really late, and I'm tired, because I'm a dog, and my name is TJ, a.k.a. (laughs) J-Spot Jack Cheese, because I'm a dog, and with me as always. (laughs) Uh, As always, did that taste Japanesey? Is that a line? That's, that is a line. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> yeah, I think it was. I think it was when the dog was like sniffing through the clothes or something like that. It was rough. I was like, "Holy <laughs> shit, dude!" Uh, <laughs> uh, Nick, aka Doctor Funk on Twitch. <laughs> All right, bye-bye. <laughs> bye bye. Bye.